The message you're about to listen to is a recording from God's favorite house. It is our prayer that you listen, your life will be transformed, and you will be taken to greater heights in your walk with Jesus. Amen. God bless you as you listen to this message. Hallelujah. Okay, so part two of Secure a Limitless Future. And the part two today, we are looking at faith, faith, faith. Last week we looked at family. We explained that there are six F's that needs to work in harmony for us to secure a limitless future. Now that is family, faith, friends, finance, fitness, and farm. We need to make sure our family, our faith, our friendships, our finance, our fitness, our farm, are working in tandem. They are all in harmony. They are all in sync. And while we are about the six Fs, we can make sure that we are adding the seventh one, which is we are having fun. We are having fun while we are engaging our family, strengthening our faith, connecting with friendships, strengthening our finances, being fit, and securing our farms. Okay, so as we... Um, proceed today our text remains second kings chapter 4 from verse 1 it says one day the widow of a member of the group of prophets came to elisha and cried out my husband who served you is dead and you know how he feared the lord but now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves what can i do to help you Elisha asked, tell me, what do you have in your house? Nothing at all, except a flask of oil, she replied. And Elisha said, borrow as many empty jars as you can, as you can from your friends and neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. Pour oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it's filled. So she did as she was told. Her sons kept bringing jars to her, and she filled one after another. Soon, every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the oil stopped flowing. Then she came and told the man of God. And he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt. And leave thou and thy children on the rest. So in this passage of scripture, we see all the dynamics at play. We see family, we see faith, we see fitness, we see friendship, we see finance, and we see farm. And, you know, we explained the six from this scripture last week today we will begin with some thoughts on family you know last week we, we we expounded on family if you missed last week i mean please listen to the message we expounded on family so today we are going to share some final thoughts on family as far well we keep coming into family you know family is very important and you know throughout this series actually so and then we will dive into faith are you ready 
So with family this morning, the, the, the dynamic of family leadership is, is key. The dynamics of family leadership is so important to the fabric of the family. If the leadership of the family is not clear, if it's not in harmony, if it's not in tandem with every member, then there's a problem. Or if you don't, you don't even know who, the, who is providing leadership. And one of the scriptures that has confused a few people, you know, um, is, is Genesis 3.16. Genesis 3.16. Genesis 3.16 says that, Unto the woman, God said, he said, In sorrow thou shalt bring forth children, and thy desire shall be to thy husband, and he shall rule over thee. So, you know, the, 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 the um, argument really is that pain, severe pain in childbirth is a part of the, of, of the curse. And we've had people trust God and have what they call the Hebrew woman birth experience, where they, they just give birth easily. We have people that, that, that are able to walk in that away from the, from the curse. And one of the things, again, that is being pushed is this aspect of, of leadership. It says, he shall rule over thee. And we have a lot of movement saying that for the man to be the head of the woman in rulership is is the curse, is a product of the curse. So for there, for you to be in Christ outside of the curse means that you are at par with your husband. It means that there is no difference, you know. It means that um, in Christ there's no male <laughs> or female and, and the rulership thing is, is, is taken out of the way because rulership in this context is a product of the curse. You know, that's what happens when um, um, we don't really understand what the Bible is saying and we just take it at uh, what it appears to be. But when we go deeper and understand what the scripture is really saying, okay, so there are three things there. The first is, in sorrow thou shalt bring forth children. Claire, we don't want that. We don't want that. No father will say to the daughter, in sorrow you will bring forth children and it's a blessing. No. No, 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 no. We don't want that. So, in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, every woman in God's favorite house that is producing and having children, you will bring forth your children with joy in the name of Jesus. You will bring forth your children effortlessly in the name of, of, of Jesus. So, we say that's the first thing. It's clear, pretty clear. The second is, thy desire shall be to thy husband. Your desire will be to your husband. So if you, if, if I have a daughter and I lift my hands on her and I say that you will desire your husband, that's a blessing actually. That's a blessing. In fact, I pray over every woman in God's favorite house. You will desire your husband. Your husband, your desire will be towards your husband and your husband alone. You will not desire another person. You will not desire another man in the mighty name of Jesus. Say amen. Because it's a blessing. So we, so we see that your desire shall be to your husband. It's not a curse. So, so that means that that is not what that 
what it appears to be is not what that scripture is saying. So, so we leave that, you know, that, okay, something must be happening there. Okay, so, you know, we are breaking it down, you know. Number three, he shall rule over this. The and he shall rule over thee. Okay, so then, then because it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's, it's a product of your desire shall be to your husband and he shall rule over thee, that too may be dodgy. So, 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 let's take a closer look. Let's take a closer look. You know, so what is the Bible saying here? It's pretty simple. What the Bible is saying here is that if you look at the original, what it's saying is that the woman under the curse would desire to be in control of her husband. Hmm. So the woman would desire to be in control of her husband. You see, from the flow of things, Eve took the fruit, the forbidden fruit, the, the, as, as we know it, and influenced Adam to take the fruit. So, and that gave birth to the curse. So, so your desire will be, so it, 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 it established the, the, the pattern of wives desiring to control their husband. That is a cursed situation. Your desire shall be to control your husband, but his grace is anointed to overpower you. That's what it says. That's, that's what it really means. But he will be the master. He will be the master. In fact, if you check other translations, NLT, for instance, the, the translation with stick, it says, and you will desire to control your husband, but he will rule over you. So that rulership, which, which speaks to tyranny, is a product of the woman's desire to rule her husband. So tyranny is birthed when the woman tries to rule her husband. Both cases are, 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 are cursed situations. Cursed situation. So the curse involves conflict over the God-ordained headship in marriage. That's what the curse is about. So male headship in marriage, in a marriage relationship, for instance, is not a part of the curse. It's not a part of the curse. That's why when God came, God went to Adam. Because Adam was the leader. Adam was the, was the head. And if you check 1 Corinthians, I mean, Paul made it pretty clear. You know, here in 1 Corinthians 11, verse 3 and 9, it says, but I want you to know this. You know, the, 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 the KJV says, you know, this amplified version says, but I want you to understand that Christ is the head, authority over every man. And man, that is the husband, is the head, authority over the woman, the wife. And God is the head of Christ. And Man, the man, the husband, was not made for the woman, but the woman was made for the man. So if you were made for your husband and you are trying to control what womb you were made for, you create a cursed situation. You create a cursed situation. So headship is leadership and service. It's not rulership. Headship is, is leadership and service. It is not rulership. It is not tyranny. It is leadership. It is service. You lead your family. You serve your family. You provoke rulership 
However, you provoke the curse when you desire to control your husband. You see how it works? That's how it works. That's how it works. So every desire to control him is a result of the curse and births a cursed situation. Unfortunately, a lot of men have been subdued and emasculated by Jezebelic women that seek to control and succeed in controlling their husband. But if the man is to be in charge, it will have to rule over her. It will have to be tyrannic in his operations, you know, and is anointed to do that. That's what the Bible says. So the family leadership dynamic is key. So when the husband and the wife are in clear understanding of this dynamic, headship as leadership and service and not rulership, not tyranny, and the woman not seeking to control, then you have a beautiful, beautiful situation. Beautiful situation. Amen and amen. So, so that's, that's family for today. So let's, let's jump into faith. Everyone say faith. We explained last week that who you currently are is not who you are, but who you have become. Who you currently are right now is not who you are, but it's who you have become. So we, we explained if you, if you have twins and you put one in Nigeria and one in Tokyo, they will become different people. Even though, you know, they, were, they, they are twins, they will become completely different people because that's how they've been cultured, how they've been curated. So the last time you were genuinely yourself is one second after you were born. After that, you have been conditioned and curated to become something else. However, while your mind and your, and your, and your personality has been conditioned, your spirit, your spirit in the image of God is still pure, is still in the image of God. So the more you can engage your spirit, the more you can, you can, you grow in your spirit, the more you are in touch with your spirit by the Holy Spirit, the more you are in touch with your real, real self. So that's why we see um, Job 32 verse 8. Job 32 8 says that, but there is a vital force, a spirit of intelligence in man. There is a spirit in man and the breath of the Almighty gives them understanding. Gives them understanding. So the spirit man is so powerful. And we explained that in part one and two of Limitless, part three of Limitless, and, um, and how we should be in touch with the Holy Spirit by our spirit. And it's all by faith. It's all by faith. And that's where faith comes in. In fact, faith is so central to the human that when faith in God is absent, humans will develop faith in other things and systems. No one, everybody will serve something. Everybody will serve something. So when faith in God is not present, people begin to fill in other things. It is inevitable. There is nothing like, um, really, like an atheist. Because an atheist also believes in something. Everybody believes in something. Scientists believes in something. In fact, everything that is Every law that is established starts as a theorem first, as a theory first. So, and every theory, before it is established as, as a law, 
must be believed by whoever wants to establish it or whoever is researching it. So every part of research first starts by the scientists believing that there's more here, believing that there's something here. Everybody believes something. Everybody believes something. You know, um, years ago, me and one of my daughters, you know, um, spiritual daughters, you know, would say to me, and I would say, oh, how are you doing? I said, fine, oh, how are your daughters? She'd say, my daughters are fine. How's your husband? She'd say, um, he's busy. He's busy? Service is two hours? He's busy? Oh, pastor, you don't understand. He works very hard. He's so hard. I said, calm down. Everybody will serve something. Everybody will serve something. Oh, pastor, he's such a good man. He's so hardworking. God bless him. My regards to him. My point is this. By the time what he was serving came out, she was a mess. She was a huge mess. Everybody is serving something. Is it that you're actively serving God? Or inadvertently, the devil will find something for you to serve. And that's how it is. God is that reference point that is immovable. God is immovable. We have to reference our faith through him. And by him, there's a story of the um, worship. Well, it is said to be an American worship. The U.S. Army has come out to, to deny it. But, you know, it's a good story anyway. That the worship was approaching something that appears to be another ship. And the worship sent out signals and said to the other ship, to change course. And the other ship said, no, <laughs> I don't change course. You have to change course. Then it was said that the general that was in charge of the warship went on and introduced himself. I'm general so-and-so of the US Army. You are given X number of you know, minutes. You have to change course now. <laughs> and the reply came that, I'm not even a ship, I'm a lighthouse. I don't change course. Your call. <laughs> so the general had to, the ship had to change course because they were heading straight for the lighthouse. Lighthouses are fixed reference points. Faith in God is the anchor of your life. God is the reference point of all our existence. He does not shift. Jesus Christ the same yesterday, today, and forever. So the harmony of these seven Fs, family, faith, friendships, fitness, finance, farm, releases us into a limitless future. And family, as we have explained, is this central. If the family is central, then faith is the glue, is the glue. Faith is the glue to all the other Fs. It's what holds every, all the other Fs together. Family and faith, for instance. Every parent wants a child or their children to be respectful. I mean, uh, you should. I mean, want your children to be respectful. You know, to show some respect. But you see, the challenge is that you don't demand respect. You command respect. You don't demand respect, you command respect. So how, how do you command respect? It's, it's the, the foundation of commanding respect is for it to come from, from 
a different source other than you. So the faith. And so if you, if, you, if, you, if you are all Christians, for instance, the Bible already says the fifth commandment, honor your father and your mother. So when your children are growing in faith, they are taught by their Sunday school teachers Honor your father and your mother. So when they get home, it is not, oh, you, you are just a tyrant that wants us to honor you. They, they, they also have a reference point of honor. See where faith comes in. Also, in faith, you are part of a church community. Your, your children see how you honor God. You model to them how you honor God in your faith. Out when it's time to pray, you kneel down to God. I mean, and it's, it's, it's a no-brainer for them. Children will do what is, what is modeled. Children will do what is modeled. Check the story of the, um, the widow, our text. She could say to her children, Hey, you, go to Mama Ngozi and go and get vessel. You go to Mama Chinyiri, go to Mama, uh, <laughs> you know, whoever, and bring vessels. They respected her. You know, some, some, in some homes, when, when, when the, the mom or the parent says, oh, child, go get this. They say, mom, I'm coming. Can't you see I'm busy? I'm playing a game. <laughs> Something is wrong with that. Something wrong with that. Oh, go do the dishes. Oh, I don't feel like doing it today. I'm tired. I want to sleep. When faith and family are in harmony, we see parenting becomes effortless because your children see you and they model their lives after you. So the next thing we see here in, in that story is that faith speaks. Faith speaks. We are a speaking spirit. The woman came and ran to Eli Elisha and spoke and spoke. She, she spoke. Faith speaks. What do you want of God? What do you want to see in your life? Speak. Speak. 2 Corinthians 4, 13. 2 Corinthians 4, 13 says, We, having the same spirit of faith, according as it is written, I believed and therefore I have spoken. We also believe, therefore we speak. We speak. We speak. What you believe is what you speak. Be careful what you speak. In fact, it is not what happens to us that limits us. Did you know that? It is not what happens to you that limits you. Everyone will experience something. Everyone will experience a challenge. Everyone will experience a barrier. Everyone will experience a hiccup. It is not what happens to us that limits us. It is what we say about what happens to us that limits us. Mm, that's huge, that's huge. It is not what happens to you. Think about it. Everybody have experienced something that should have stopped them. Hardship or barriers or challenges are common to man. They are common to man. It is not what happens to you that limits you. It is what you say about it. It's what you say. That's why God will say to the Jews, as you have said in my ears, so will I do unto you. They said they were grasshoppers, that they will be destroyed 
God says, fine, so be it. You say, oh, but God, we're just honest. We're just saying as we felt. <laughs> no. You don't say what you see. You say what you want to see. If, if what you see is not palatable, you don't say what you see. You say what you want to see. But they were bigger than us. But they were strong. But they were. But have you forgotten the God that you serve? So it's not what happens to us. It's not what happens to you that limits you. It's what you say about what happens to you. Faith speaks. Everybody say faith speaks. Faith speaks. Faith speaks. And you see, the truth is this. Everything that has happened to you and everything that will happen to you is all about your faith. It is the only thing that is the target is your faith. Every challenge that you have faced is all about your faith. It is all about your faith. Take the widow. She lost her husband, but she didn't lose her faith. Many people that go through this kind of challenge will have lost their faith, will have said, oh, where is God? Oh, even if you read the text, when she went to Elisha, she actually went to make a case. She wasn't there. She, she went to seek help to make a case. She didn't go there to say, hey, oh God, can you see? Hey, my husband saved you. You useless man of God. You people are deceiving us. You collected my husband's money. Now it doesn't... No! <laughs> no! That would be foolishness. She went there and said, this, 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 she made a case. She made a case. It's all about your faith. She didn't lose her faith. I pray that you will not lose your faith in the name of Jesus. Luke 22, 31. This is Jesus speaking himself. He says, Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat. Did you see that? Each of you like wheat. Speak. <sighs> says, but I have pleaded for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have repented and turned back to me and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. Now let's, let's rewind a little bit. I want you to pay attention to this. It says, Satan has asked to sift each of you. How many were they? Eleven. Each of you like wheat. But I have pleaded for you, Simon. Wait a minute. Satan took permission to sift all the disciples. All of them. Jesus prayed for one. For one of them. Hmm. Hmm. <laughs> what does that tell you? Faith is both personal and collective. Faith is both personal and collective. If God can take care of the Peter, the Peter will take care of the rest. And you see, that's how it works, that's how it works, that's how it works. 
In fact, there's something that the Holy Spirit have been speaking to me about for the past week, week and a half. He's, he's been speaking to me in, in Yoruba and he's been saying, you know, and he's been saying, Tori Komba Arongba. In other words, when one head becomes good, it's, 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 it affects, it's, it's infects, it's, it's, it spreads to, is that 20? <laughs> it, it affects a whole lot more. One head, one good head, affects, bring good to multitudes. And he has been showing me different things in different areas, which is not, I mean, out of the scope of, of this teaching. But I see that again in the scripture. Simon, Simon, Satan has asked to sift each of you like wheat, but I have pleaded for you, Simon, that your faith should not fail. So when you have to repented and turned to me again, strengthen your brothers. You see, Bartholomew's faith was tied to Peter's faith. Tedious's faith was tied to Peter's faith. If Philip was going to do well, Peter has to do well. You see how these things work? So when Peter was having his challenge, if Philip was saying, uh, okay, Peter, you have your challenge. Don't come and use oil to, to rob us. You are the one that denied Jesus. <laughs> Tedious would have been shooting himself in the foot. Because as goes Peter, goes Tedious. Now, it is too late to say, oh, I don't want to have anything to do with Peter. I don't want to have anything to do with Jesus. Peter will be strengthened. Say amen. The pack will be strengthened. Say amen. That's how it works. That's how it works. Tori Komba Sumo Aroba. You know, I didn't know where the Holy Spirit was going with that. In fact, there's, there's a whole lot more, though. I mean, I'm just, you know, I mean, ruminating on it over and over and over and over and over. So all the attack on the other Fs, the attack on your family, is not about your family. It's about your faith. The attack on your finances is not about your finances. It's about your faith. The attack on your fitness, your health, is not about your fitness or your health. It's about your faith. The attack on your farm is not about your farm. It's about your faith. It's about your faith. So, don't get it twisted. Don't get it twisted. Because if your faith does not fail, your family can be rebuilt. If your family is attacked and you don't lose your faith, your family can be rebuilt. If your finance, your finances is under attack and you don't lose your faith, you can rebuild your finances. I mean, that's how it works. So many people have lost their faith because their family has been under attack. Many people have lost their faith because their finances have been under attack. Many people have lost their faith because their fitness has been under attack. Their health. Oh, if I'm serving God, why should I have a headache? <laughs> Not knowing you, had, you have an headache so that your faith in God can be, will be strengthened. 
If you're, and on and on and on and on. If your faith is intact, you can rebuild the other F's of your life. Let me take a classic example of Job. It was all about Job's faith. It was not about his family. He lost his children. I mean, very difficult situation. He lost, I mean, practically his relationship with his wife went down the drain, you know. He lost his finances. You know, Job lost everything he had. He lost his health, his fitness. He lost his farm. And of course, he lost his friends. People were talking to him anyhow. People that, I mean, could not, he said that before, when he wants to open his mouth, everybody keeps quiet. Everybody's talking to him anyhow. He lost his friends. But guess what? Like that song that the choir sang, you may have lost your family, your finance may be under attack, your fitness, your friendships, and all the other Fs. But don't lose your faith. Don't lose your praise. Don't lose your faith. Hold on to God. It was all about Job's faith. It was all, it's all about your faith. It's all about your faith. Unfortunately, we, we make it about the other things. Job 1.9, Satan replied to the Lord. Now listen to this, very crafty, crafty <laughs> response. It says, yes, but Job has good reason to fear God. <laughs> you know, Satan was pointing to the other Fs of his life. I said, that is, it is because of his family, his friendship, his finances, his fitness, his farm, that he has faith. He has good reason to fear God. You have always put a wall of protection around him and his home and his property. So every child of God, listen, you don't know this, but there's a wall of protection around your family, your, your finances, your friendship, your home, your future. There's a wall of protection around your farm, your fitness, your health. It's all because of your faith. So when those things are being attacked, those things are, it's not about them. It's all about what? Your faith. You have put a wall of fire, a wall of protection around his property. You have made him prosper in everything he does. His family is prospering. His finances is prospering. His, his friendships are, are, are prospering. His fitness is prospering. His farm is prospering. He says, look how well of he is. He says, but reach out and take away everything he has. Touch his family, finances, friendships, um, um, fitness, farm. And he will surely curse you to your face. He will throw his faith out of the window. Ah, and God says, my own boy, impossible. His faith is because of me, not because of his family, not because of his finances, not because of his friendships, not because of his fitness, not because of his farm. Because of me. It got to a point in Job chapter 2 verse 9 where, where, where he lost his wife. You know, his, his, his wife said to him, 
Are you still trying to maintain your integrity? You're still serving this God. Look at you. You're still going for prayer meeting. Look at you. You're still following. You're still going for video. You look at all, you, you look at your children and all your finances, finances, your ladies, da, 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 da. You, you're a useless man. Curse God and die. She went straight for the juggler. So, so, so painful thing to say, you know, to a man that is down. Curse God and die. Lose your faith. Forget about it all. So that I can marry somebody else. <laughs> oh, you know, pretty much, she was looking out for her own interest. You are still here. Die and get out so that I can move on. It's all about your faith. It's all about your faith. Don't lose your faith. Tied to your faith is your praise. If you don't lose your faith, you won't lose your praise. If you don't lose your praise, guess what? Your family will be restored. Your finances will be restored. Your fitness will be restored. Your friendships will be restored. Your farm will be restored. <laughs> Hallelujah. It's big. It's all about your faith so so pastor what are you saying i'm saying that your faith will be tested it will be tested faith that is not tested is really hasn't been refined your faith will be tested to be tested the widow this anchor scripture our faith was tested our faith was tested your faith will be tested so a test can be a trial or a temptation. A test can be a trial or a temptation. Either way, it doesn't matter. It's different, though. The intention is different in each case. That's, that's all intention. I'm always behind it. So if it's a trial, God, the intention is so that you pass and be promoted. If it's a temptation, the, who is behind it is Satan. The intention is for, so that you will fall and be destroyed. But regardless, it's a test. And you will pass this test in the name of Jesus. In the case of Jesus, it was a temptation. In Matthew 4, verse 3, it says, Jesus has fasted 40 days and 40 nights. It says, during that time, the devil came and tempted Jesus and said to him, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. He tempted him, wanted him to fall. But Jesus told him, quoting Deuteronomy, he says, No, the scripture says, people do not live by bread alone. Man shall not live by bread alone. But by every word that comes out from the mouth of God shall man live by. So even when our physical needs are real, the word of God is realer. If you will. It's realer. So that's what he's saying. You know, Jesus was hungry. But he says, I am, my hunger is real. But the word is realer. You have physical needs. They are there. They are real. But guess what? The word of God is realer. And it could be a trial. So we saw the case of Jesus was a temptation. It could be a trial in the case of the, the, the Jews. In Deuteronomy 8, 3. Now, it says, yes, he humbled you by letting you go hungry. Who humbled them? God. And then feeding you with manna, a food previously unknown to you or your ancestors. It was a trial. It was not a temptation. It was a trial. It was a test. 
in trial form. It did this to teach you that people do not live by bread alone. You see the same thing? Rather, we live by every word that comes out of the mouth of God. There's a lot there, but there's no time to unpack that. But just take this. Either, whether it is a trial from God, meant for your promotion, or a temptation from the devil, meant to destroy you, the solution is the word of God. The solution is the word of God. Man shall live by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. So we see that faith will be tested. And like the story of the woman, faith produces results. Faith always produces results. Always, 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 always. The case of the widow, she came, she had abundance at the end of the day. She had abundance. You will have abundance in the name of Jesus. Your faith will produce results in the mighty name of Jesus. So as we draw the curtain today, faith is so central to the human that when faith in God is absent, humans will develop faith in other things and systems. Inevitable. That's number one. Secondly, we see that faith speaks. Faith speaks. We also saw that it's all about your faith. All the noise in the different department of your life is just all about your faith. The enemy is just about your faith. To, for you to lose faith in God, for you to stop being committed to God, for you to stop serving God, that's all. That's all. There's nothing but the devil is not interested in your family. He's not interested in your money. He's not interested in your health. He's not interested in your friends. He's not interested in your farm. He's not interested in anything. He's only interested in your faith. As God is. But I pray for you in the name of Jesus. Your faith will not fail. Your faith will not fail in the mighty name of Jesus. It's all about your faith. So your faith will be tested. Your faith will be tested. And guess what? Faith always, always produces results. Always produces results. So is your faith being tested now? Are you being tested in one area or the other? Is it your family? Is it your finances? Is it your friendships? Is it your fitness? Is it your farm? Or is it a, a combination of these things? I pray for you that your faith will not fail. That your faith will be stronger and stronger in the name of Jesus. That your faith will be on fire for God in the name of Jesus. And you may be here and you're like, Pastor, I want to put my faith in Jesus. I want to put my faith in Jesus. I want to put my faith in Jesus. Wherever you are, if you are in the auditorium, I want to pray with you. If you are in a physical church, any of our churches, I want to pray with you. If you are online, I want to pray with you. Wherever you are, pastor, that is me. Pray with me. I want to put my faith in Christ Jesus. Put up your hand now over your head. If you put up your hand, put up your hand well. Lift up the hand over your head, over your head. Put up your hands to, to, to put a card in your hand and you can pull down, down that hand. If you are online, once, once you put on that hand, you can put it down and just respond to the chat room. I, 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 I gave my life to Jesus. Just respond to the chat room and, and, and God himself will 
will minister to you. God bless you. If you still want to give your life to Christ, if your, your relationship with Christ is even fractured, even at this point, you can also put up your hand just before we pray. Father, we thank you for everyone that is surrendering their lives to you at this point. Lord, we thank you for everyone that is rededicating their lives back to you. We ask that your spirit will take absolute control, that you will strengthen their faith. Father, that you will strengthen them to walk with you and only your name will be glorified. Father, thank you for what you have done in our midst already. Honor and glory will give unto you. For in Jesus' precious name we have prayed. Amen.